Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure today to feature an interview with two amazing, dynamic people who have had the pleasure to meet right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. They are Mark Gonzalez and his amazing wife, Suraya Husni. Both of them have launched a project called The New Medina. We'll be speaking about that. But to give you an update before we go to the interview, The New Medina will launch on uh, the crowdfunding site launchgood.com. Please do feel free to share this information on your digital and social media networks. And uh, you can get uh, more information, of course, at the website. Thank you. And here's my interview with Mark Gonzalez. KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I am delighted and honored today to have not one but two amazing guests right here with me in the studio. They are Suraya Husni and the one and only Mark Gonzalez. Ahlan wa sahlan ya shabab. Now I know Mark from uh, previous engagements here at Stanford. You were here with uh, Omar Ofendam and such uh, a few years ago. Yes, in a visiting professorship with uh, Hashem Alim at the Institute for Diversity in the Arts for uh, 20 11, I believe. Absolutely. Professor Hisham Alim, who is actually in the studio. Hisham Sami Alim, everybody. And then, of course, your lovely, amazing wife, uh, Suraya Husni, is in the studio. Marhaba, Suraya. Ahlam. So, with Suraya, I can speak a little Arabic, right? Because yeah. this is the Arabology show. Keep halik. Tamam, tamam. Inti Tunisia, Suraya? Tunisia. Ahlam, sahla. Ou b'tahki Faransi, kaman? Tamam. Alors, on dit en français, en arabe ou en anglais? C'est comme tu and you are both here today to speak about this amazing, much-needed project. I have been reading about it and educating myself about it, and I can't wait to share it with our listeners. It is called The New Medina, and you guys are going to tell us what it's about and when you're launching, etc. Absolutely. Okay. So, Mark Gonzalez, marhaba. And Suraya Husni Marhaba. I will be back to speak to Mark and then we'll speak to Suraya because I believe you also have a third guest with us today. We do. I have a baby girl and she's watching us patiently, but um, we're going to alternate to take care of her. She's she's the real genius behind it all. We're I just see. I literally see. the limbs. What, the third founding member. Exactly. We'll be talking about that and more right here on the Aerobology Show coming to you from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. Yeah. <laughs> 
السلام عليكم واهلا ومرحبا بونجور اند ويلكم تو ارابولوجي اي ام سيتنج هير وذ ذا وان اند اونلي مارك غونزاليز ات ستانفورد مارك ويلكم باك مونتيسيما غراسي حبيبي اي لاف ذا سبانيش ذير اي هيرد يو سبيك ارابيك ا سكند اغو شوي شوي اند ا ليتل بيت اوف تونيزيان رايت ابسولوتلي ويتش از وين يو ار تراين تو ليرن ارابيك تونيزيا از ا ريلي باورفول اند فينومينال بليس تو ليرن ات بت ا فيري يونيك بليس تو ليرن ات بيكوز يو هير سيرتن ووردز اند يو ار لايك اوه That's Arabic. No, that's French. Right, right. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, that's French. No, that's Arabic. And then you're like, so that's Arabic or French? Then no, that's Berber. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win. Um, but but that actually brings me to the main point that I wanted to uh, talk about today because your whole life is sort of Tunisia-centered right now. You've got not only your amazing wife, who is Tunisian, Suraya, mm-hmm. but also this amazing project, the new Medina. So let me begin with the basics and ask, what is the new Medina? So... The New Medina is a center for art and innovation that will be housed in the old city of Sousse, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site on the northern part of Tunis. It will be about 8,000 square feet and house a contemporary art gallery, a storytelling lab, and a co-working space. The vision behind it is really after the last several years of listening parties and just family engagements in the region. And speaking with Tunisians, both in Tunisia as well as abroad, really speaking about this specific moment in human history and just being like, what are the needs right now? And what are the dreams right now? And what are the fears right now? And what are the hopes right now? And through all that, I'll just being like, how can we create a space that can provide as much positivity and growth potential as possible? Because, I mean, when we speak of Tunisia today, uh, we think immediately of the Arab Spring and the fact that it was that country that started the whole uh, Arab Spring. Then we kind of talk about the Arab Spring today But also to ask, you know, if, if that those circumstances lend themselves to your project. Absolutely. Uh, the conditions of the, whether you call it the Arab Spring, the Jasmine Revolution, the uprising against Ben Ali, the reality of people being frustrated with their living conditions and their inability to put food on the table and saying that this can't continue to go on and that we've lived in a status that is not dignified to any human being for far too long. So you got to go <laughs> because you claim to be creating and curating a space within government for us to live and we're not living. Uh, so we need something different. What you find on the ground now is actually a lot of frustration uh, that often happens. I think even in eras of whether we call it post-colonialism or the first years after colonialism, you see an immense amount of hope and imagination. And then you feel a frustration because things aren't changing the way you want them to. And that's really what's going on on the ground. Uh, actually, a recent social psychology poll in Tunisia uh, was done and nationwide, 33% of all Tunisians feel hopeless about the future. And that's literally part of why we're creating this center, which is the idea of like, how do you create and cultivate hope in a space where despair is so rampant? But is there other things about Tunisia that make it such a perfect spot for this rather than, let's say, Lebanon or another Arab country? Well, on one level, I would say that no, this space could be done anywhere. Uh, and I say that because I want this space to be done everywhere. And that's the idea behind the new Medina is to create this space first. But we actually hope it becomes contagious and people across Medinas, both in North Africa, the Levant and then other parts of the world, if we can look at the old cities across countries and continents, they're often the most neglected. 
right. Mm. You know, it's where a lot of stereotypes and negative narratives of, oh, that's where the prostitution goes on. You know, that's where the drinking goes on. No, we want the suburban life. We want to move out. But it's the most culturally rich part of any country, wherever you go on the planet. And so on one level, I hope that the new Medina becomes the new Medina of, you know, Jerusalem, the new Medina of Damascus, the new Medina across the world of everyone saying, how can we revitalize, you know, this inherent part of our cultural DNA and give it love. On another level on why Tunisia, it's because one, that's where my family is, Mm. you know, and that's where a part of our home is. I was doing a interview with the television show in Washington and they said, so is your home here or there? And uh, I laughed because I said, actually, that exact question is what I'm trying to throw out the window. Yeah. We are a generation, especially of the increasing uh, mixed race couples, you could say, mixed cultural identities with mixed cultural children and multilingual children, uh, where the idea of like, that's our home or this is our home, we're like, I mean, that doesn't apply to us. It's so limiting in so many ways, isn't it? I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't identity be sort of fluid and can't you sort of coexist? Exist, exist within these identities without having to choose them. I love that you said that, Mark. Yes, I, I'd actually say that any identity that is not fluid, that is stagnant, is one that is dying. Yeah. And it's the same with culture. Any culture that is you know, stagnant, that is not fluid, is a culture that is dying. Yeah. And you're sort of doing that yourself. You're, uh, you're resurrecting, perhaps renovating, without giving up on the uh, cultural value. I mean, this is a UNESCO protected site and yet not known or appreciated, you're turning it into something that can be culturally uh, enriching as well as socially progressive. So let's talk about the beauty of just Tunisia as a whole. You have the cradle of the Mediterranean tourism industry and a lot of the spas, you know, of the world, you know, coming from that region. You have probably the world's most uh, culturally intact uh, collection of mosaics and tiles at the National Bardo Museum. You have El Gem, a Roman Colosseum, more preserved than the one in Rome. You know, you have a 97% youth literacy rate. You know, you have nearly 100% of the nation bilingual with the growth of trilingualism growing with the uh, introduction of English into the primary and uh, secondary school system. So you have all this richness. And then inside Seuss itself, you know, you have such an amazing potential as the interior to the, um, as the gateway to the interior, you know, a country that provides so much olive oil for the world as well and the youth uh, literacy rate being the same. In all of that, you also have a 40% youth unemployment rate. You have the social despair of 33%. You know, and we could go on of so many other issues that are facing Tunisia at this moment. And to me, these are the questions of there's two Tunisias, right. you know, inside this one. Yeah. And so then the next question becomes, so which one wins? Hmm. It's whatever one we invest in. Yeah. And, and you're and you're investing in the in the new Medina starting in, in Tunis in Sousse, right? Exactly. Now this started in January, did it in two thousand sixteen? Absolutely. Wow, this is very recent now. 
Um, so the New Medina as an initiative yeah. uh, is starting this year uh, in terms of research securing site beginning uh, what will start next week, uh, inshallah, uh, the crowdfunding for the architectural renovations so that we can actually open the first parts of the center and do the programming in January of 2017. Wow. We've been spending about four years there actually doing intent listening parties on the ground and then forming partnerships with different organizations, both local and international seeing how do we really just lift up and give extra energy to what is already being done and then fill in some of the gaps so we don't become this kind of repeat the wheel organization that a lot of people uh, fall into trap with. Yeah. So when we say January 2016, it's obviously years and years of your research and networking and such. How do you feel now that it's really starting to unveil? Uh, I'm excited. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's really a, a key question I just ask myself too even in this moment at with that excitement is how do human beings get excited mm. and how do we get excited about living wow because really to me when i look at tunisia and libya which are one of the primary crossing points for refugees into europe both from tunisia libya east africa and sub-saharan uh, and you look at tunisia is one of the number one actually the number one country through which isis polls recruits you know and i'm like when you talk with people on the ground it's like a sense of frustration wow. and it's like okay well <laughs> do i wake up tomorrow maybe it doesn't matter you know, if I wake up next week, maybe it doesn't matter. And I'm like, so how do you shift that? And I'm like, it starts at the core before any questions on logistics or statistics. It starts with how do we get people excited about living? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I just as, as an Arab American who's watched the Arab Spring, and and I'm a firm believer that it hasn't ended, that the revolution has not ended. It may be stagnant, and maybe whatever, but it's not ended. The concept of the new Medina, looking at the at the material you guys are sharing, the beauty of it, it just uplifted me and gave me that optimistic feeling again. I thought I had lost it. Now you have a campaign that yes. that you are launching. Where can people go to find more information to be more involved? So if you go to The New Medina, T-H-E-N-E-W-M-E-D-I-N-A.com, uh, you'll see a landing page which actually has the information on the site, what's going on, a link to the Launch Good uh, page where we'll be doing the crowdfunding, uh, as well as our Facebook and Instagram connections on there. And I think crowdfunding is going to be the way. That is the wave of the future. I have seen artists, people doing amazing projects, sort of getting somewhere, and hopefully through the Arabology show. We will let more people know about your project. We are there with you, Mark Gonzalez, every step of the way. We're going to see the I new Medina in person, inshallah, one of these days. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the logistics with Suraya. Absolutely. Your lovely wife. We'll be right back right here on KZSU. <laughs>
This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I am back with the Arabology Show with my second amazing guest today. Suraya Husni is in the studio. Marhaba, Suraya. Marhaba. I don't know which language to greet you in because <laughs> you are perfectly trilingual, right? Yeah, a little bit more than actually. Uh, more than three languages, mm-hmm. yes. But what are the strongest? English, French, Arabic, Spanish, wow. Italian. Wow. They're all... Wow. Well, we'll stick to a little bit of Arabic here because I know a lot of my Arabology listeners love to hear Arabic on the air. You know, they're okay. in their cars in the San Francisco area. They turn on to 90.1 FM and they might hear some Tunisi. <laughs> so forgive me if I don't speak Tunisi, but I think you might understand me if I speak mm-hmm. to you in, in Fusha. تونسية بابا تونسي وامي تونسية وكبرت وقريت في باريس ومن بعد سافرت في العالم الكل درست علوم إنسانية وبديت نسافر في العالم متعرف على الناس بتعرف على التقاليد على اللغات وحبيت هذا الخدمة هذه حبيتها برشا وبديت نسافر مشيت السنغال مشيت لإيطاليا مشيت للشيلي لأرجنتينا بوليفيا أستراليا فانوات جزر الباسيفيك ودوى وتعرفت على راجلي في فلسطين أيوة بار غونزاليس حبيبنا في فلسطين على في فلسطين ما شاء الله أيوة وأديس لكم كم من الوقت أنتم طبعا أربع سنين أربع سنوات آه ما في فترة شهر العسل وعندكم طفلة جميلة ما اسمها سيراد سيراد and I like that you hyphenated the last name. In fact, Suraya Husni was talking about uh, being a cultural anthropologist and CEO who speaks eight languages. Her global portfolio includes language preservation initiatives and executive directorship at the Arab Cultural Center of San Francisco, hospitality initiatives in Chile, and selections in the North African Incubator Lab by the Unreasonable Institute. Am I right? That's right. I have never had to read so much many qualifying things that a single person have done. Are you one one person, Suraya Husni? I have multiple lives, that's true. Multiple lives and multiple languages. Mm-hmm. And you are in this unique position to re- to uh, establish the, the New Medina project yeah. because of your own background, because of your languages, because of your traveling. And I would love for you to tell me a little bit about what the project means to you and what made you and Mark uh, decide to give birth to it. So the project was kind of born out of so many different gifts that came to us um, at the same time, but specifically from this um, wish of giving to the people of Tunisia, my people. I wanted to do something there that would um, serve the youth and serve for the future of Tunisia. I wasn't part of the revolution. I was sitting in my office in Berlin at the Humboldt Universität when things were happening on the ground. And um, even though the diaspora didn't have an active role on the ground, I do believe we had an active role in communicating and conveying the information through the social media and that our role was satellite role. But um, despite that minor role, I still felt that 
our work is now mm-hmm. is now to provide the tools skills and um, financial opportunities for the people of Tunisia to choose the future they really want to live and I really believe that um, it's a crucial role and we cannot undermine it we I don't feel comfortable living my happy life in the San Francisco Bay Area while my cousins, my friends in Tunisia are desperate. I hear every week uh, another youth that committed suicide out of lack of opportunity. I hear people going and uh, choosing a path that's not what they would like to be because there's nothing else. And uh, hearing over and over um, my uh, family members, my neighbors, my cousins saying that kids are bored, kids are bored, there's nothing for them to do. And hearing from the youth themselves, they're bored, there's nothing to do. I'm like, this can't go on forever. There's something we need to be doing. And I believe in the power of entrepreneurs, of the power of um, mentorship, that it takes just a little bit, a seed to be planted in somebody's head, to, for miracles to happen. And I want the New Medina to be that space. I want it to be a place where if you have an idea of a business, of a startup, there is a community of people who can tell you, yeah, your idea can happen. And this is what we were going to give you and you will, you will do your best to make it happen. But having a place that um, you can say, I can have a DJ lessons. Mm, mm, um, wow. One of my friends who's a DJ, he wanted to have his uh, cultural card to be a practicing DJ. And when he did so at the Ministry of Culture or whatever institution provides those artist cards, mm. he, they were telling him this is not an art form. Yeah. And he was devastated. And I was like, no, we can offer a DJ class for women, for men, for anyone who wants to learn that art form. And we know here after the struggle of all the DJs in the US or across other countries that it is an art form recognized. Of course. Of course. And I want it to be that place where if you have um, a gift for writing or if you want to cultivate a gift for writing, we'll have you a story lab where you can um, actually receive the skills and um, support that will foster that gift because we know how much healing can come out of writing your own story, of writing fictional story or anything. So the New Medina for me is that space where culture is respected and grown because I really hate, I'm, I'm an anthropologist, but I don't like when we fix culture into tradition in the past. Mm, mm, And that creates a disconnect with the new generation that don't feel that they belong to that era. So if we keep on like fixing culture and what is the past and we don't give an opportunity for it to be revived, to be uh, reinvented, to be something different that we don't even know what it's going to be like, mm-hmm. then when we, we're going to die as a people. Like It's yeah. the same with language. Language is a fluid. It's not rigid. Mm-hmm. It's, it moves and it moves with people, with epochs and Absolutely. with and evolves it yeah. evolves with contact with different people coming in and uh, we borrow words from them so it's the same thing with culture we cannot be in a place where only tradition is good 
and the future or innovation is bad, that, that dichotomy is really uh, painful and it's not good for the human heart. Absolutely. So I want to bring everything I learned from my travels because I was um, bold enough and courageous enough to go all the, over the world by myself, mm. um, self-funding my travels, actually, doing all sorts of jobs to wow. be able to, to do that because this is who I am. And I knew inside me that uh, I was made for that. I had the chance of having a French passport that helps when you want to travel. It's different when you're right. Tunisian. Because you have a Tunisian passport. I do uh, have yeah. a Tunisian passport, but that doesn't help to travel in well, most countries. <laughs> well, not these days, unfortunately. <laughs> however, I mean, the, the fact that you're holding a multi multiple passports, I mean, that's sort of significant in terms of your own background and what you're trying to do. Of because course. you are, in a way, a citizen of the world, mm -hmm. but you have this special affinity with Tunisia, with mm -hmm. your family being there and with watching everything that happens. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you when you talk about, you know, creating the space for the youth who are frustrated and who are extremely talented and well-educated. I mean, Tunisia has one of the highest literacy rates in the world. That's right. Um, it, it, uh, one of the things that I'm feeling and feeling very happy about is that you are not looking at candidates in terms of social class, last name, uh, religion, uh, anything. Anybody, Anybody can actually... Any gender identity, any political athlete. This is, I believe, the true essence of Tunisians is that we've been able to break those boundaries. And over the past few years, it's was put back into our social life but I feel like we've always been that way we've always been inclusive of everybody and I don't want it to be different right. I want it to be welcomed for everyone whoever any place and for also our uh, brothers and sisters from Libya because there's a huge amount of refugees from Libya right. and there's a growing racism let's face it because it's true there's a lot of um, um, Yeah, well, whenever there are two, you know, two anyway, people sort yeah. of mixing together, you're so going to find. I also that, wanted to be welcomed, welcoming for the new people that are living and growing Tunisia. Yeah, yeah, you're giving them hope. In, in fact, so you're sort of building a little Arab Spring of your own, um, <laughs> perhaps a more cultural one. But I love the uh, the inclusiveness of it, and uh, I mean, I, I think you and I are no strangers to the way the Arab world sometimes works in terms of you have to know somebody, what we call in uh, Lebanese wasta. Mm -hmm. You need to know somebody to get you into a certain yeah. place so that you can achieve, yeah. which means that a lot of people who don't have wasta end up being very frustrated. They're highly talented, and they have no way to express that talent. Yeah. You've given them that space in the new Medina, yeah. and this is only the beginning. That is only the beginning, and this is specifically why we chose to locate the new Medina in the old city, because it's traditionally the area of the... A city that's the most marginalized and we want it to be close to the community that needs it the most. Right. Uh, Mark Mark mentioned that uh, mm -hmm. before the break also about you know that these areas that are avoided you know yeah. are actually cultural sites. I mean this is a UNESCO protected cultural site it's but that is not amazing. appreciated mm -hmm. for, for, for what it is and yet it's at our fingertips. Yeah. It's This is all around the world and I hope that the new Medina will start springing up all over the Arab world and we'll have a new kind of sense of unity because we really, really need that sense of being united, if not linguistically and culturally, globally, I think. Inshallah. And we invite everyone to come visit Tunisia because it's a 
wonderful country and we can't be blurred by sweatshirt in the media. We just spent four months there, family time, our friends came and they had a blast. And, and you we your, want and you. And you had the baby, right? And right. my baby was with us. And we want you to come and teach <laughs> DJing. Chukla, chukla. <laughs> I mean, I love that. And I love the fact that it's, it's writing, it's DJing, it's music, it's whatever a person does. And you're so certainly defying those sort of old traditions of you can, that's not an art. That's mm-hmm. not a career. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I grew up hearing this all my life. Literature is a hobby. It is not something you want to pursue. Yeah. And I had to literally lie to my parents and tell them I'm studying law mm-hmm. to be able to come to the United States and mm-hmm. do literature. I think you are. Where were you when I needed? In <laughs> 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 startups, I feel like innovation is a very key. It's a key component of the new Medina. We want to give the tools for people to create their own companies and to change the world from SUS. Yeah, and you have that background with the, with your CEO background, yeah. and you combine heart with mind and I yes. love that uh, many of us sort of w- wish we could we look at the state of the Arab world and want to do more but we don't have the business savvy or that you have that business background and you've managed to marry it with your passion for Tunisia in order to create the new Medina so now let's tell our listeners where they can go to find more information and when can we start backing this project very soon uh, the new Medina.com is the website where you will find all the information about this wonderful project and content contact us and share the words and support us. And then you're going to start the crowd uh, funding yes. campaign. Yes. And when do you have a date for that? Uh, we don't have a set date, but it will be next week, next oh. Monday, um, apparently. Okay, so people can contact you in the meantime through the website. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also, I would love our listeners to uh, uh, maybe uh, contribute and uh, check this out. It is certainly a worthy, much-needed project. Sure, and if anyone wants to be a mentor, share skills and have anything to contribute in another way, we welcome that. Uh, artists, Tunisians, anyone. So, Raya Hasni, you and Mark Gonzalez have restored my faith in uh, the uh, the, gener- the new generation <laughs> and in the state of things in the Middle East. Thank you for what you are doing, truly. And thank, thank you for you. not being one of those people who sort of leaves their country and then are comfortable where they are and progressively forget about the state of the youth there. If you and I don't do anything, nobody else will. That's right. Shukran, Habibti. Merci for cette interview. C'était vraiment formidable de parler avec toi. Et shukran. عندك سننتهي باللغة العربية كما ابتدأنا عندك إهداء ربما لشخص ما باللغة العربية شكرا وإن شاء الله نشوفكم الكل في تونس وإن شاء الله نوافقوا بلدنا والبلد الكل مش كان تونس <laughs> has been my guest as well as her husband Mark Gonzalez an amazing couple with their baby Sirat Husni Gonzalez who at 17 months old is one of the three co-founders of the new Medina please ladies and gentlemen get involved with this this comes once in a lifetime and trust me you'll feel good that you did your share to change the world